0: Welcome to the bonfire, exploring magic with two modern witches. I'm Corey, and I'm Detta. and today we are talking about Lunasa, or Lammas, or Lammas Eve, or the beginning of the
1: harvest. Corey and I are not together today. We aren't even looking at each other on Zoom like we usually do, because I'm going to be traveling for Lunasa. And we kind of wanted to try something new. I have the advantage since I'm the editor that I already was able to listen to Corey's fabulous segment for this extra extrasode that we are doing about Lunasa. I am so excited for you to hear what she has to say. She has provided some amazing, well, that would be a spoiler.
0: So I'll just let her tell you. The first thing I would like to talk about in regards to Lunissa, is a reference in Shakespeare. I've been thinking a lot about Shakespeare lately. I can't seem to get it out of my brain. And I got to thinking about Lammas. It's another tradition, it's another practice, it's more church based, but it's around the same time. And it also indicates the beginning of harvest. You may or may not know that Juliet, yes, that Juliet was born on Lammas Eve, so the night before the first harvest. That could potentially just be a throwaway reference or not really be that important, but I've been, as I do with all Shakespeare things, really reading into it. (laughs) I was looking at Lammas or loaf mass, which was the day that the church would consecrate the first grain picked by by baking loaves of bread. How it indicated the first ripe grain, the best, the first, the freshest. That got me thinking that there's a very real chance that Shakespeare did a lot of stuff just arbitrarily and just because But I like to think he really didn't. I like to think he was pretty deliberate with everything. I think it was very deliberate that he chose Lammas Eve for Juliet's birthday because she was this perfect first grain, this first child, this daughter, this beautiful, precious thing to her family. And... It is an interesting act of symbolism on old Bill's part to have her be born uh, the eve before the first harvest. Do I have a point about this? No, I don't. It's just something I've really been thinking of and thinking of, are there other times in literature when we see Lunasa or we see Lamis or Lamis Eve referenced? Is it referenced in a big way, a deliberate way, a throwaway way, throwaway way. Yeah, that sounds good. It's such a pivotal time of year, especially for farmers, but really everybody eats. It's such an important time to be cultivating or rather culling the, the fruits of our labor that we've been doing for the entire year, right? Whether that's literally or figuratively. It just makes me think about the fact that Juliet only lived like 14 years, barely. The, the grain of her life was cut short. And I don't know, it's just got me introspective. <laughs> uh, so that's what I have to contribute about that. But it wouldn't be a holiday. It wouldn't be a big cosmic event if I didn't talk about food. <laughs> so I want to talk to you about food. Corn. Let's talk about corn. We always talk about grain for the harvest. Absolutely. But let's talk about corn. Corn represents John Barley corn. Corn represents the corn god who was born at the beginning of the season and has now grown tall and bearded and crooked and old. It's time for the death of John Barleycorn. In order to honor Barleycorn, we create dishes based on corn. We also create corn dollies uh, or we make wheat mothers or whatever we want to make. But when it comes to corn, my favorite thing to do with corn is to eat it. (laughs) And... I think that's a great place to start first and foremost popcorn and I know that that sounds really basic and silly but pop your own popcorn create a delicious uh, cheesy buttery popcorn if you're a vegan you can use a little vegan butter you can throw some nutritional yeast on there some nooch get that cheesy flavor But enjoy it. It's a delicious snack. It's a delicious, crunchy treat. It's a joy to eat. It's a joy to make. It's fun to listen to all the pops. It brings together fire and corn, which how better to honor the holiday, right? Enjoy yourself some popcorn. (laughs) Another dish I think would be very, very fun to make this lunasa would be a recipe called cowboy caviar. Now, there's a very real chance you have no idea what that is, but if you do, you know how good it is. You know what I'm talking about. Holy smokes. It's delicious. It's basically a salsa, right? It's sort of a, it could generously be called a salad, (laughs) a corn salad. It's for dipping chips in. It's 100% for dipping chips in or putting on your tacos Or honestly, truly just eating it with a spoon out of the bowl. It has red onions in it. It has black beans and black eyed peas in it. It has diced red onions, red peppers, green peppers if you want. It's got little chopped up cherry tomatoes, some chilies if you'd like. You can use jalapenos or you can use green chilies or you could slice up some poblanos or or whatever you'd like. It's got diced avocado, which is rich and creamy and so good. Cilantro, if you don't have that thing that makes it taste like soap, and then a little bit of lime juice and a big, healthy pinch of salt. It is one of the most difficult dishes to stop eating. (laughs) It is truly tremendous. It is so good. It's crunchy, it's sweet, it's creamy, it's salty, it's savory, it's bright. It is absolutely a dish in honor of the sun and in honor of the corn, Uh, which if I didn't mention, sweet corn goes in it. I said all the other ingredients and I don't know if I said corn. Corn goes in there. Big old can of corn or fresh corn that you've cooked if you have it. This is a dish served cold. It's so good. Oh my gosh, it's so good. There's a million recipes online you can totally find and I recommend that you do. Because it's delicious. Make your own recipe. Find your own balance of flavors. And the final recipe I want to talk about is definitely cornbread. It's probably one of my favorite foods of all time. Cornbread, warm and crispy on the outside, fluffy on the inside, whole kernels in there with butter and spicy honey. Honey for sweetness, spicy to honor the sun and The rich, creamy butter. I'm making myself so hungry just thinking about it. If you're able, obviously make it from scratch using cornmeal and all that good stuff. But if you can't or you don't have the time or the means or the perceived skill, get a box of Krusty's cornbread mix, a can of sweet corn, and a thing like a little can of chilies if you want to add those. And then all you got to do is bake according to instructions, adding in the extra ingredients and then get some really creamy butter, put it on there when you're done cooking it. And then to make your spicy honey, you take honey, you take a little bit of cinnamon and you take some chili powder. You can use red or green or whatever tastes best to you. I am a chimayo red chili fan. So that's the kind that I like to add. You know, a little smoked paprika, make it as spicy as you like or as not spicy as you like. Maybe you like your cornbread just to be sweet and that is okay too. Cornbread is a beautiful marriage of the corn and the wheat, of the sun and the creamy milky butter. It's a grounding, wholesome filling dish and I 100%, 100% guarantee. It will make your tummy happy. It will make you smile. It will round out any meal that you make. I hope that I have offered you some delicious options and a little bit of probably pointless trivia about Shakespeare and that you are all geared up to go feast and enjoy this beautiful lunissa. We're supposed to have some beautiful weather for it and celebrate safely. If you're lighting a fire, of course, practice fire safety. And, you know... Happy feasting! Well, I am going to talk about the fact that I'm traveling this
1: year for Vanessa, which I haven't done in a really long time. Because of that, I'm recording outside. I'm hoping that you get all of the ambiance picked up on this mic. I don't know that you will, but there are chickens cawing right now, a couple of houses over, and the crows are here. Hopefully you just heard that. (laughs) They have such perfect timing. If you've been following us on Instagram, you've seen that they left me a little present a couple of days ago. It was akin to a cat leaving a mouse at the door, and I'm very grateful and very appreciative, and I love the feedback that everybody gave me when I asked about how I got... How do do I get them to stop giving me this particular category? I think that was actually You Can who said, maybe that's what you want to put out there. But everybody else was like, it's a gift. It's what they have to work with. And I was like, you're right. You're right. I'm trying really hard. When I reflect on it, it is so perfect for Lunasa because Lunasa is all about the first harvest. It's the first harvest festival of the year. It's a time of celebration, but it's also a time of grieving as part of honoring that which is transforming, that which is moving on to its next stage of existence, its next reality, uh, transformation. And I really think that honors the origin story of Lunasa. It's really heartwarming because while we call it Lunasa, it came about as a celebration and also a grieving for his foster mother, Telchu, and she was an Irish goddess who made it possible for Lou to become who he was and be of two worlds, because originally Lu was part of the Tawatha de Danann. You know, the Fae, on Morgan, is also part of that pantheon, and they... Came to Ireland. They were, we don't know where from, we think the other world. Because he wasn't Irish, she made it possible for him to be accepted as an Irish member of their society and one of their warriors. He was also known for playing games and making music and being creative. And those are some of the things. My wife and I do to honor this particular holiday. So we're going on this trip, we're seeing people, we are being as safe as possible and still wearing our masks. And luckily, we're all boosted up and ready to go. Things I like to do when I travel, especially when there is a big holiday to be celebrated and I'm not home with my land spirits, is I try to take a gift for the land spirits that I am going to be visiting we are going to be several places so i'm trying to take something that is all right for the environment to leave wherever we stay for those land spirits to say hello and make a connection with them and honor them and thank them I'm also leaving a gift a little bit early for our land spirits and reminding them that I will be back. They are going to be well taken care of by other people while we are gone. I pack my travel altar. It contains a little statue of a goddess, a couple of crystals, candles, some herbs from my home that I'm going to take to celebrate. I've made a little bundle of these wild barley oats that grew in our yard this year. We are going to be placing that on our altar when we celebrate. The other thing that I take with me when I travel is a little travel protection bag. And it has a moonstone, tiger's eye, some herbs from my house, and also some dirt from my house. Again, connecting me to home There are a couple of other things in there that have protection qualities. I love that feeling of connection to being back home and being able to hold something. It reminds me to be aware and it reminds me that my destination ultimately is back home. The way we're going to celebrate on that particular day is we happen to be at a place that has goats. I'm so freaking excited. I can't even begin to tell you. When I was a kid, we used to have goats and there's this picture of me it's one of my favorite pictures of me in this red jumpsuit like thing it's like a onesie but it's an outdoor one almost like a ski outfit but we lived on a farm so definitely was not a ski outfit and here I am with two bottles feeding these baby goats animals connecting with them plants connecting with them is a huge part of Lunasa for me and of the summer part of that connection is the fact that it's the harvest. The food we've been growing, we're about to cultivate. We're about to cull and harvest for ourselves. And these plants that we've nurtured to this point will now nurture our bodies and our psyche They are sharing their energy with us and their medicinal properties and all that nutrition, those vitamins that we need to exist. So we are carrying their life force with us as we move forward. That's the way I like to look at it. I also use this festival to show my gratitude, show my gratitude for everything I've been lucky enough to have this year, for what's to come, the fact that I have another day to live. The fact that my family is safe and has been safe for another year. And I ask for that to continue throughout the next year. And then I repeat the cycle all over again. The last thing I want to mention celebration-wise before I get to my suggestion for a beverage for your Lunasa celebration are all the things that my wife and I do that honor Lou specifically and his foster mother by playing games. Lou was a big game player. We're taking Corkle and Rummy Cube. We're going to be bringing our guitar. We're going to start with some Irish music. We will very quickly move into folk and the Indigo Girls and whatever else we can think of, and just spending time with each other, spending time with people that we love. Celebrating, being joyful, being thankful, really relishing this particular moment because it's going to be fleeting and very soon we'll be back to work and we'll have to combine play with our everyday living. For us anyway, we get just a moment out. We get to take a break and just focus on each other. And I hope even if you're not traveling, if you're home, you can take that day and celebrate yourself, your surroundings, your community. The last thing I want to leave you with is the idea of mead. You may hear my lovely, significant other making breakfast right now. Mead can be alcoholic, but it could also be non-alcoholic. Right now, since it is Lunasa, we usually make it in advance for Lunasa, and you can usually start it in May or April if you want to ferment it. Although I know people who only ferment it for four or five weeks. It's probably just a lower alcohol content. And if you want to just make it today... If you want to make it for your celebration, then it doesn't have to be alcoholic. You can find a ton of recipes out there for mead. And again, it's honey mead. It's a celebration of the harvest right now. You can put a lot of different things in it. There's a great YouTube channel called Danu's Irish Herb Garden. And she put up a how to make mead on, it was early July. I think it was July 10th. It was my first introduction to her YouTube channel. I can't wait to explore it more. I love making mead beforehand and on the day. You can make it with roses. You can make it with rosemary. You can make it with chamomile. You can make it from any herb in your garden that you like to taste. You need to have a lot of honey. If you are vegan and you are vegan that doesn't eat honey, I'm so sorry. I have not yet found an alternative, but I'll keep looking. I hope whatever you're drinking or eating, you have an amazing celebration. I am wishing you space for joy and gratitude, all your favorite foods, some of Corey's recipes, which I cannot wait to try the moment I get back home, and maybe a little bit of mead and If you don't want to make your own, you can also head to a store and pick some up. Bless it when you get back home and use it as part of your celebration. Have an amazing Lunasa, and I'm sending lots of blessings.
0: And until next time, be well, act with intention, and don't forget, you are magic. Thank you so much for listening. Please, if you are so inclined, follow us on our socials, which is Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Bonfire Babble Podcast.
1: You can also follow us or join us on Patreon at Bonfire Babble Witches on Patreon and our website at bonfirebabble.com.
0: If you're into snail mail, you can send us that at P.O. Box 16341 Seattle, Washington 98116.
1: And if you want to do that electronic thing, we're at bonfirebabblepodcast at gmail.com.
0: Please also, if you have a moment, leave us a rating or a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen. It helps us out. It also helps other people find us.
1: Yeah, and if you do it on Apple where
0: you can actually write something, we will shout you
1: out your name.
0: Thank you again for listening.
1: Bonfire Babble Podcast recognizes that we live and record on the traditional lands of the Duwamish tribe.
0: We honor their past and present stewardship of the beautiful land and the life-giving energy they provide. To
1: learn more about the tribe, go to realrentduwamish.org.